adjust your dials because your computer should not have dials this is the people's pitch podcast coming at you from deep within the bowels of minneapolis city's volcano base with hot takes on the latest in sydney soccer i am nate and i'm joined as always by my co-host john john what the heck have you been doing for two weeks man nate a whole lot of family time uh giving back what i borrowed during the summer (laughs) as far as the uh (laughs) the soccer equity bank uh account is considered but uh i could not be happier uh than hopping back on the channel with you to talk some soccer lots of soccer to talk about yeah man there's some fresh news yeah so what's on tap for today let's just get right into it the pla crowned a champion so we've got a recap of that we want to talk about that in case anyone's interested uh we want to recap there's this uh there's the u.s amateur championships that just happened in milwaukee this last weekend so we're going to recap that because it's got a uh it's got a local, a little bit of local flavor, a little bit of PLA flavor to it. And then uh, the big news is the U.S. Open Cup qualifying that we're gonna we're gonna enter in. So uh, we want to definitely cover that, get all the deets from you and from from the from the team. And then uh, then that should that should do it. We'll have everyone hungry for more by the time we're done today. Shouldn't be a very long show. Yes, and I'd like to um, just drop a little bit of knowledge uh, here. That now that we're uh, we're on the airwaves again, I'd like to give a big up to uh, St- to Stegman Soccer Club, our our parent base of the soccer pyramid here um, in, <laughs> in Minneapolis. Our Division One men's team won not only the cup in the beginning in the middle of the season, but pulled off the double and won the the state um, league championship for Division One men's amateur soccer. So big up to the Stegmans guys. Um, if you follow us on, on Twitter or Facebook, you see that there's uh, sprinkled in there is uh, in, you know, in the cake batter that is uh, Stegman's was a lot of guys that play on the PLA team. So big I up saw to that. The, I saw Sam Well was, was suiting yeah. up with you guys. Sam Well, we got Hoof, we got AO, Camarada, big game James and goal. We got That's pretty sweet. Uh, Timmy Willis. Um, we got uh, who else we got? I mean, Quite a few guys. Uh, yeah, man. Many people I probably didn't name. Uh, Ike Forsgren's on the team. Oh yeah, I saw him on the. I saw him on the. Uh, the old Swiss Army. Photo. The old Swiss Army knife, Ike Forsgren. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So so big ups to those guys, and and we'll get into a little bit about what that kind of means for us when we talk about Open Cup qualifying. But yeah, let's talk PLA tournament recap. So we didn't make the playoffs, as we all know, right? Yes. But sadness. Sadness. The the single the single pink tear that we all shed. Um, when we, uh, we didn't make the playoffs and, and Crapids went in our place. Um, but Nate, things got really weird before the tournament even started on the eve, not literally the evening of, or beforehand of the tournament. It looked like things were kind of set as we were going into the, into the playoffs. They were set in the West with the Bavarians taking the number one slot in our division. And then Cedar Rapids taking the second, second slot as two from each division go. Um, but in the East, um, you know, it got a little bit, got a little interesting, and and guess what? It wasn't the case that we thought it was. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember doing the recaps and saying pretty much Toledo's in, Adria's in second place because there's just like no way they're going to get over this what a five goal differential they were behind. Yeah, they needed to win by five nothing. Um, so Aurora, they took on Aurora, a little crosstown rivalry, in the, um, and then needing to win five by five goals. Uh, there was a big rain delay with those big storms we got about two weeks ago that, that kind of hit Illinois um, a couple of days after it hit here, uh, yeah. and, the, and the game was delayed. And I believe the game um, there was sixty minutes left, sixty six zero left to go in the game, and it was two to nothing. Uh, Adria, uh, when the, when it resumed, the scoreline of what seemed to be kind of a useless game, um, knowing that they were already going to be in the playoffs, it got a little bit weirder. Yeah. Um, what? And the scoreline ended up at... How long was the delay? um, It it actually was delayed, um, I I believe, a day, a day or two. What? 
Yeah, because of logistics and being able to reschedule it. So luckily it wasn't like Toledo traveled to, <laughs> to Aurora, right? So final scoreline, 6 nothing. So four more goals went in after the, the multiple-day delay. Um, and it took the first seed in the East away from who we thought had it locked in in Toledo. So do you smell a rat, Nate? Is the Chicago contingent of the Croatian Mafia pulling the strings in the PLA here? I don't know, man. I guess you got to assume so. What? I've never heard of anything like that happening in soccer before, that a, a rain delay lasts a matter of days. And I understand there's scheduling and stuff, but like that just seems like why not just – I would understand the game was important and had playoff implications and clearly made an impact on the playoffs, but I don't know. There had to be a better way to do it than a than – a, two-day rain delay right and usually like around the 60 minute mark um at least when it comes to like men's amateur soccer um it it's kind of uh it's kind of the game's kind of over at that point and they kind of take that score line at the, at the 60 minute mark it might have yeah. actually ended just before then which is even weirder that it would end like right before they like call you can't hang on for like five more minutes in the rain <laughs> right it must have been that serious but I don't know what happened, but what 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 did happen was it took uh, you know it took away uh, a title from Toledo, which I think was kind of kind of dirty pool. Well, and that that had implications because that set the stage for kind of a, a less than optimal, a suboptimal playoff tree. And yes, you got, you got to feel like the fans kind of got boned because we ended up with t- the top two teams in every. In, it seemed like our mind, but most other people's probably. Uh, Toledo had to play the Bavarians in the first round. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was your pick for the final, which should have been the final. And then we had Crapids versus Adria, who, you know, playing some, uh, playing some potentially dirty, sneaky pool, sneaking their way into, the, into this playoff situation here. Did you, uh, did you t- tune into these games? Did you yes. watch this stuff? Yes, I did. And I, I was kind of ticked because I didn't want to see the Adria Crapids hump fest on the other side of the semifinals. <laughs> like no one really, I didn't really care about that game. I really cared about, I mean, I cared in the sense of what we thought it was going to be going in where we had to see Toledo. We got a chance to see Toledo, maybe just wipe the floor with Rapids, which would have yeah. been awesome. Um, but we, we didn't get that. Um, but we got the first semifinal, uh, which was a great game. Uh, it's all the Bavarians go one Oh up um, to the good, on a screamer by Brandon Dietz, um, who was a guy who tore us apart uh, in Minneapolis. Yep. Uh, um, just a, he's a great soccer player. Um, but it was a, a shot from real distance, uh, very FIFA-esque, where um, caught the goalie napping and just put, put one in the upper corner. Um, and then that's really all it took for the Bavarians' defense to kind of hit cruise control, knowing that they, you know, if, if, that, if that stuck, they uh, they would go on to the finals. So they, they got that ever-important first goal. Kind of, um, you know, there was still time to play, and Toledo did everything they could to to kind of hang in there. Um, but we saw quite a few uh, saves by Bavarian's goalie Jim Jones um, and a ball off the post, very uh, very similar to what we saw when we played against them in, in, in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, uh, a screamer when you know everyone's looking one way and the ball goes the other and hits the hits the far post. Um, but uh, ended up being the the one zero final, pushing the Bavarians uh, into the championship match. Should we even talk about the other team that you know no, or the other game that nobody really wanted to watch? I'm going to say no. Um, like kind of a waste of time this other game, right? I mean, Adria just kind of who fresh off of a. Six nothing win on paper, but still a drubbing uh, mm-hmm. of Aurora. I mean, they just toyed with those idiots from Iowa, and even you know Gordy Jerson was just a boner. Every inch of the boner that he'd been all season, he was in this game. Yeah, I mean, let's be let's be honest. Uh, I really didn't have anything to do that day, um, so it was the only thing on in my house. You know, there's nothing, no other <laughs> soccer on, so uh, it, it it was what it was. But to, to go back to to Jerson, it was like. You can just hear the guy on, through the computer just complaining uh, to his own guys about how he's not getting the ball where he wants it and what? Scre- screaming at the ref and flopping all over the place and just, being, like you said, being every inch of the boner that he is. Um, but we saw Adria uh, go 2-0 to the good and make it to the final. Well, I mean, that's pretty sweet. So that sets up the final. Yep. Um, the the scoreline of the final, 4-1. to one. 
uh, Bavarians beat Adria to take the championship. Um, we clearly know um, that we had the final the day before in the, in the first semifinal with the, right. the Bavarians in Toledo. Uh, being hosted in Toledo as well. So it was like the stars aligned for Toledo, and then they got, they got kind of screwed out of the, of the top spot. Um, you know, like we mentioned, and then the Bavarians were every inch of the best team in the PLA, I think this season, and it just showed how strong our division champion was and and who we had to play against, um, beating a very good Adria team four to one in a final, like that's, that's kind of, that's kind of embarrassing. And, um, (laughs) and, you know, I I don't know. I mean, that's my take. How do you kind of, kind of feel about it? Yeah. I mean, that's. It's a result that we'd all been looking for since the since the season started. I mean, they've had, they had the most respect. They earned the most respect in our in our league. And I think that you know, going into next year, they're they're definitely the team to beat. You know, it's again going to be us and Cedar Rapids kind of competing for that for that number two spot. But in, you know, barring some sort of weird disaster, the the Bavarians are definitely the. Uh, the Yankees of our division, they're the team to beat. I guess the Yankees is an older reference. They're not that good anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, technically, they're the Leicester City of the Western guess, Division. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, if, if you follow the Premiership. But, you know, hats off to those guys. Um, you know, we, we joke on Twitter with them, and, and we call them our frenemies to the, to the east uh, of us. But very much so uh, friends of the organization, I have ties there. Um, good people, good soccer. Um, so hats off to those guys. Yeah. So congrats to the Bavarians, man. We look forward to figuring you out next season. Yep. Twice. And, uh, hopefully beating you twice. So that'd be great. Uh, but but they were not done yet. After winning the PLA uh, championship, they went on to the U.S. Amateur Championships. Yeah. So they turn around the next weekend. And they play. They they were drawn to be the host of the final four for the U.S. Amateur Championships, um, and you know, no need to really go into details other than that they, um, you know, they they played they played another two games. Um, the semifinals being on uh, last Friday night. <clears throat> I did watch that game, um, and it was actually really entertaining. They played Legends out of Texas, which is kind of a a, a perennial like uh, amateur. Uh, strong amateur squad that is in and out of these type of tournaments. They're they're really good. Um, but what it saw was uh, uh, two goals being scored in the last four minutes of the match, four minutes of the match to tie the game and to send Whoa. it into, send it into overtime, for which they the Bavarians pull out and penalty kick seven to six. So it was fairly entertaining, especially in front of a home crowd. They had um, quite the crowd out more than they had against us. And what I thought was really funny about that was that it. They had uh, they had um, startup music for when the team came out. They had uh, a, an announcer that sounded better than it did against us. They had uh, more fans. Really? Yeah, they very much so it looked like they took a, pic, uh, a page out of our own playbook and they and they saw what we did and what we brought from a game day experience to this amateur championship, which I thought was kind of cool to see that like it clearly was following our script. Yeah, I mean, well. I think even just from our when we went and visited them, like the it felt like the start of a high school game, you yeah. know, just like hey, you know, here's the thing, and da da da. Ours, our games, I think, you know, definitely were way more fun than any of the other away games that that we got to. So right. glad to see that we're raising the raising the bar for the rest of the league. Well, I mean, at they least didn't, in uh, excitement, they didn't, they didn't have. You know their supporters group like we do, but they had fans. They had the, the soccer mom army was out in full force. You could hear them through the stream, uh, you know, cheering on their guys. They had the full contingent of the soccer mom army. They had the full contingent <laughs> of of the youth players that were there. Um, you know, they had you know players of of yesteryear that I I could see kind of walking back and forth. Um, at halftime so uh it was cool it was cool to see i would really wish i could have made it down there for that i know um the the um the the coach of toledo who we you know we're well connected to he made the trip down and uh, a few other members of the the pla uh, organization <clears throat> made the made the trip but um the buck kind of stopped at the semifinals for the bavarians um as what looked like a really tired team i, I watched the final they kind of limped into the final you could tell it was like 
two full weekends of, of games like that against good competition. Um, and it saw them lose in the final to uh, a 10 man uh, due to uh, a fairly interesting red card. I kind of, I, I agree with the referee, but in a final, uh, I don't think you go that quick to the other pocket. Um, but they played against Christos FC out of Maryland, which is another great uh, men's amateur side. Um, and they lost two, nothing in overtime. So they went zero, zero the whole game in overtime, uh, against ten or in regular regulation against ten men go directly into overtime and two quick goals by Christos and the game was over. Um, so it's at a Greek team. Um, I I don't I don't know their their lineage as well. <laughs> um, I haven't played against them. I just know the name. I, I, yeah. I would imagine yes, uh, Christos FC sounds very. It's, it's no Olympiakos. It sounds very Greek to me. I think that's um, awesome. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> another ethnic squad. But the match itself looked a lot like our games this season, where you have a lot of the ball, you make one or two mistakes, and you're down. You're down a goal or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they, they got looked, out Bavarian. They did. They did. They looked. They looked tired. And, and the thing is, is they got beat with long balls over the top. So it was like very much Minneapolis City, right? So um, you know. They yeah. they put in uh, they put in a good summer. Cool and, man. Well, that is a that is a lot of postseason soccer for those Germans, man. Yeah, Nate. They won six trophies this year, which is like totally out of this world, right? What? For, yeah, they won the Wisconsin League Championships. They won the Wisconsin League Tournament Championships, the PLA Western Division, the PLA Championships, the Wisconsin State Cup Championships, and the Region Two Amateur Championships, which is what put them into the final four. Um, for this past weekend. So a lot of hardware. A lot of hardware. So it just shows the type of organization that we go up against in our own division, let alone in our league, that um, you know, all the naysayers in the beginning of, of the year were like, what the heck is the PLA? Like we never heard of this stupid league and Minneapolis City is this new team and no one cares about the Minnesota United Reserves. And um, you know, it was just uh it was it was just really unfortunate that people were were kind of um uh, that were kind of, um, you know, naysayers at the beginning. But yeah, I felt like a lot of people were late to the game. Mm-hmm. Very late to the game, and you know, it, it just stinks that uh, people people thought that. But the Bavarians carried that torch for us as we went into the um, uh, as we went into they went into these other competitions and, and really really showed everyone what what they're made of. So speaking speaking of more soccer, John, if. The Minneapolis City fans are hungry for it sooner than later. We have it for them. Holy crap. I can't even believe it. What's going on with this more soccer? Um, well, it's a different kind of soccer. It's it's straight loser goes home death match. Um, it's the U.S. Open Cup qualifying rounds, and it's the amateur division, which means that um, it's the it's the knockout version of the teams at the lower level that um, the, the cream rises to the crop, uh, rises to the top, excuse me, and um, and the 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 more professional level teams that are in the tournament, um, they come in later. So it's kind of like the the minnows are fighting for the you know one or two berths that that we have. Right on. So uh, th- we talked about this tournament right way 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 back at the beginning when we first started podcasting, um, just to kind of reference the success from some other teams that we might be coming up against that we might see. Mm-hmm. Is this the same tournament the Bavarians just earned? A berth in? Uh, no, they were actually in the United States Amateur Soccer Championships, okay. which was is a little bit different. And the reason why it's different, it's it's kind of a completely different thing outside of the English FA Cup. Which, if you don't know what that is, you've been seriously living under a rock if you are <laughs> a soccer fan. Um, but it's not. It's it is, if not the oldest domestic soccer championship in the world outside of the FA Cup. And what that means is every team from state champion men's league teams like our newly crowned Minneapolis or uh, Segment City team that we we talked about earlier, um, from that level all the way through leagues like the PLA, the NPSL, the USL, the PDL, the NASL, where Minnesota United's first team is in, and all the way to the MLS. So all the way to the top. So we're taking advantage of this new qualifying process that includes a local qualifying aspect. So that's where this death match comes in, right? Because we're not gonna right. they're not gonna put us up against, you know, a team like Minnesota United or you know the Silverbacks or something for 
for like a two game series or anything like that. Or like DC United or right, you know, it would like just be LA Galaxy. But we have we to may, play our way up. We have to play our way up, but um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have to travel potentially. So um, you know, we might not get a home game. The draw is coming soon. Um, the draw is actually. Um, should have come out with the teams that are within the, the region that we're playing in. Um, but early indicators are that we could travel as far as uh, Denver, uh, maybe St. Louis, uh, somewhere in Ohio. So we, we kind of don't know yet if we're going to host uh, okay. or if we're going to go uh, anywhere, you know, <laughs> anywhere between either coast. So we, we, have, we have a chance to travel. But, um, no, we won't be playing some heavy hitter that, that um, you know, where guys get paid to play soccer. That's good. So, dude, a lot of our guys went back to school. I know Will Kidd went back to Bradley. Sam Wells heading up to heading up to Messiah again. And, you know, Trey, Abdallah, uh, Steve, all Green Bay, right? So, uh, like, Abdallah's all of at, our dudes... Abdallah's at Post, so... Oh, yeah, that's right, Post. Yeah. So, all of our, all these dudes back at school... Goose is at the... Indiana. Yeah, Duncan's yeah. Duncan's at UCLA. Max is at uh, Louisville. So, like, who at the who from our team is returning? Um, so, um, like you said, we have no college players, um, and it's a it's a roster thing for this this type of portion of the tournament where there's a potential that players could lose their eligibility. So, um, you know, we have to look outside of the Minneapolis City headquarters for for players to complement the guys that we have on our roster that are eligible. So, I guess you know, basically, to start it off. Who from City that the, these fine folks listening uh, are used to hearing? Um, yeah, I mean these are going to be the guys that are overage that are hanging out around town, right? Guys that we've come to know and love as the elder statesmen, the leaders of the team. Speaking of elder statesmen, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, we will be uh, be bringing back Mr. Matthew Elder, who's going to be captaining the squad. Sick. For for the Open Cup, so he'll be between the sticks. We'll have Excellent. we'll have players such as Aaron Olson, AO, who consummate contender for you know team of the week mm-hmm. um, at outside defense. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend that is E Man Emmanuel yes. Brown. Uh, the beast from the east, AJ Albers, Mister Ben Wexler, another potential almost weekly. Contender for PLA player uh, team of the week, mm-hmm. uh, big game James, who was our third string backup, who's now elevated one level um, to kind of fill that role that Duncan had uh, uh, behind behind Elder as our uh, number two, and then Timmy Willis, who was uh, you know a reserve forward who we had, um, who got some some time coming in um, you know midway through the season all the way through the end of the season. So those are the guys that you've heard of before on these airwaves, um, you know. It's a great base, I think. It's it's one of those things where, you know, we don't have to completely start from scratch. And if you think about what I just said and, and who those guys are, pretty decent spine from um, the middle of the field. If you're if you're moving a guy like Ao in the middle to to, to take over for a guy like Trey, um, you know, or um, Eman filling in for a guy like Abdallah, you know, mm-hmm. we have we have some guys we can lean on. But yeah. there's, some, there's some names in there that, that you're not hearing um, for, for a couple of different reasons. Um, Nate Engel, who would have been, you know, another guy obvious who we choice, would we, yeah. obvious choice. Um, he's having knee surgery, recovering mm. from the knock um, that he took throughout the season, and he played through um, through that pain. So he's he's ineligible for um, at least the first round of rosters. Well, you can change the roster up to three times if you keep winning. And um, so he has the opportunity to, to join the squad later on, as well as some of the college players if we do make a run into the summer. Yeah. Um, but you're also not hearing a, a name. Uh, Andy Laurie is taking some time away from soccer for some off-the-field um, you know, things that he has his, his mitts in. Um, just needed some time away from the game, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, so we had to look outside of, of you know, the, the house to find some some guys to to mix in, yeah, for sure. So you've got kind of a you've you've kind of said this to me before that you're uh, you're it's like playing FIFA. You're kind of putting together your own team. You're 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 the manager here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like fantasy soccer. You've got you've got our, our old faithful kind of guys. Uh, obviously not Trey, the old faithful, but you've got our guys that we've we've counted <laughs> on. But then you we've got guys that are coming in that you have 
counted on either as teammates in the past or as uh, as guys in the Stegman's organization that have been successful, right? Right. I think um, what I'd like to start is maybe talking with um, who's going to be helping me coach. I think we're going to bring... Oh, yeah. Who is? We're going to be... We're going to, you know... Um, Coach Kicker is not able to help us out. Um, Jeremy had to go back to Bethel, Bethel University. Adam, who's our goalkeeper coach, he is the athletic director and helps coach the men's soccer team at De La Salle High School here in the cities. So those guys are unavailable. So I had to look kind of at who could help me. You know, I, I was appointed by Chairman Hudeman as the as the the coach for this. Um, not only because I've I've done this before um, with other teams uh, outside of the cities before I moved here, as far as putting a, a tournament team together. Um, better look outside of the box a little bit and, and think about who I could bring in. So number one on the list is uh, Chairman Hudeman's going to be helping um, coach solely the goalkeepers, being that he is a goalkeeper by trade. So he'll be working with um, with uh, Matt Elder and, and James once a week um, throughout the training period. That's um, very limited. We have, we have six set training sessions, so three weeks to, to put this team together to build something. So... Um, so he's going to be helping out with that once a week um, from a, a technical perspective. And then the other time of the week will be more of a tactical session where the whole team will get involved. Um, I'll be bringing in uh, Nate Ingle, who I mentioned, who's injured. He's, he's going, to, going to help me out a little bit on the sidelines. Okay. Uh, I talked to uh, a member of our, our Stegman's team um, you know, tonight um, at our game uh, in Cole Erickson, who was a Division III um, regional, all-region player at um, McAllister College, who's been a... Uh, a Stegman's old boy since the conception of Stegman's and has, um, you know, doesn't have a, a coaching pedigree that normally you think of from someone to help, but quality player, knows the game well, um, good guy, relatable. He's going to be coming in. And then Dustin Brandon, who is another member of Stegman's who um, in the past played for Minnesota Thunder. He, he played, he was drafted by the Kansas City Wizards before they went into Sporting KC, and he's played in this match at the highest level. So he's, he's the guy I'm looking, I'm going to be looking towards and leaning on to help me build a style of play to, to win a tournament game when it really is do or die. So that's kind of how the, the staff is going to shake out. So definitely some guys that could, be, could potentially help out um, outside of, you know, Chairman Hudeman who's always got his hands in everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, that could help out maybe next season um, with the summer summer version of Minneapolis City. That's a deep management staff, man. That's uh, you got you're gonna have a lot of opinions to juggle. Well, you know, I I think I'm bringing in like-minded fellas who have share a vision as to what it needs what needs to be done to 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 kind of tackle this format, um, either played in it or who are. Um, you know, willing to buy into the system. And, you know, it'll be definitely a coach by committee. I think as far as when it comes to coaching a team, and my philosophy is that um, you can never have too many cooks in the kitchen as long as they know who the head chef is, right? Okay. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, beat my chest like I'm the end-all, be-all. But, you know, from a manager perspective, you need to bring in a staff that's willing to, you know, set up the trainings and pick up the cones and, and do the things and as well as help plan the style and, and buy in. So everyone's going to be coming into this with fresh set of eyes with one focus, and that's to build a system to win one game and then get to the next step and then hone that system with these players that we're going to get into in a second um, outside of the guys we know of. And then try to win that second game and move further and further on and just keep building the system in the style of play. And, and hopefully some of that rubs off on, on what we're going to do this summer. Yeah, for sure. So we touched, I, I tried to touch on it quick, but we, we went to the coaching. Who, uh, who are you pulling from, from your segments organization? Cause it seems like you've got, I mean, that's where a lot of these guys came from like, uh, like AO, like Camerata, who yep. else? Uh, who else could could step up and contribute? Yeah, and a guy like Camerata, he's he has some some stuff with his his personal life and and with his job that he, he can't actually be on the roster because he'd be missing potentially our second game. And because we can only change our roster three times, we had to look at guys who could play multiple matches in a row. Yeah, um, and so unfortunately, he's kind of on the reserve list. Who will like Engel? Who will come in once we get further? For uh, fortunately, if if we do get further. Um, but we are bringing in some Stegman's guys, and most of these guys um, were in 
the trial period for Minneapolis City last winter. Um, the first one would be Evan Wright, who it, um, formerly was the strength and conditioning coach for Minnesota United and, and did spend some time playing with them. Um, awesome defender, really great guy. Basically think of uh, a left-sided version, if you're thinking of AO, um, a left-sided clone of AO. And they, they're, they're roommates um, in real life. And uh, their partners on the field as far as bookends to a defense. So it's good to have a guy like Evan in there, um, a quality player. We're also looking at bringing in um, a guy by the name of Alex Bernhardt, who, um, call him Bernie, who was a, um, a standout player at St. Thomas, who played on our Stegman's team this year. Okay. We're, we're also looking at bringing in Nick Hutton, who was a, a, a standout uh, high school soccer player in, in Minnesota, but um, for, for Went soccer offers to be on the track team at the university of Minnesota. And he plays on our segments team as well as ACE who, um, also Ace is, is on the place. Our, Ace is the place. Um, Ace is the head men's coach at Minnesota South where, or Minneapolis South where we played our home games this past year. So, oh, um, cool. um, these four guys, uh, and yeah, one, two, three, four, four guys are, um, stalwarts on our, our, our men's first division team and help them win the title. And I think it'll be great pieces to bring in to complement the guys that uh, we're bringing back from city. Um, nice. the other guy to think about is Landy Matson, who was in the mix during the trial period, um, to play, um, with city. Um, however, his day job kind of got in the way, um, but he comes to us by way of Clemson university and most recently the Atlanta silverbacks. Okay. So he's, a, he's another guy that's been in this type of competition before at a higher level um, and can be really useful if he can get the time off from his day job to be able to, you know, to be part of the team. I think it's, he's got that experience and really great guy. Um, definitely checks any sort any type of ego at the door and just does a job and can play multiple types of positions um, because he's just a really good soccer player. So that's Sweet, kind dude. of, that's kind of how, um, you know, we're starting to shape things. So we have a good base, really good base from, yeah, man. from inside the house. And there's, um, so that's a lot of guys that, you know, are, like you said, it's a pretty solid base, but a lot of question marks are guys that might not be able to contribute right away. 100%. So we're probably going to have to pull some overage players from around town, right? And uh, I feel like, this is just me, but I feel like with the success of Minneapolis City, the kind of name we made for ourselves in soccer just this year, that we might have the pick of the litter from some guys that are looking to play a little bit more into the fall. Yep, absolutely. And I, I don't think you could have hit the nail on the head even harder by saying the pick of the litter because when we reached out to players, we basically, to, to cast the net, from you know from our guys that we knew of whether it be the aos the elders or you know the aces or the evan Wrights that we we knew um would be quality um we went went to those guys first and said you know who do you trust to bring in um around town that we maybe didn't have a chance to look at for city and um you know we brought we you know i, I contacted some guys had uh to open up our soccer Google and uh, reach out to some of these players. <laughs> and uh, there are some serious ballers that are out there that are playing in the, in the first division men's league who we can lean on. Um, there's uh, a guy by the name of Casey Carey. He's a winger plays for Cardinals in the division one MASL. Um, Charlie Adams, who also plays in division one MASL comes up, comes to us through Gustavus where he was a highly decorated player, a central mm-hmm. midfielder. And then Keto uh, pure, who was the 2015 Mr. Soccer in Minnesota, who just recently returned from playing professionally oh. in Indonesia and is, is a big, strong, fast, lethal striker. Who so that's, is, the, that's the dude that was Mr. Soccer before Connor? Um, after Connor, actually. After Connor. Oh, oh yeah, because Connor's a little older. Yep. Oh, look at that. Okay. Yep. So um, this guy forewent college and, and went over to Indonesia and, and, and plays um, professionally. So... Um, so he was actually a, uh, you know, one of the guys who came to us through referral and was all in because he's, you know, out of contract through the off season and, and looking to keep sharp. And there's nothing like a, a tall, strong, fast, lethal forward that, that, uh, that I would shy away from adding into the mix. No, why would you? Uh, right. Exactly. Cause, uh, soccer is a game of scoring more goals than the other team. So might as well put a goal <laughs> scorer on your team. Right. Um, the next three guys, um, uh, 
were referrals through our connection at UW Superior and up in Duluth through Nate Engel and Matt Elder. And the, the first one, Joey uh, Gustafson, is an All-American center back from Superior who is a little bit older, um, had some opportunities to play soccer at a higher level earlier on in his college career, um, took some time off, came back and played Division Three, and just tore it up as a center back. Um, so he's going to be coming down from the Superior area to train with us and, and play with us, as well as Tom Corcoran and Sean Morgan of St. Scholastica, which is Division Three in Duluth. Um, both of them All-Americans um, in the Division Three ranks, and are out, and all three of these guys are in in the the true sense of it, college players. However, they're out of eligibility, so they are eligible to play with us. Um, Tom Corcoran is a is a center midfielder, from what I hear. Um, silky smooth guy from across the pond, as well as Sean Morgan. Both of them being oh. uh, from England and Ireland, so um, got a little Ooh. bit of Euro, Euro flavor uh, on the team. Which you got to have a little bit of that, right? But yeah, sure. especially if they're going to be able to cuss out the the refs a little bit, they're going to do it. Extra creatively, right? So we have an, an Indonesian footballer, we have a, uh, a, a an Irish winger, and an English center midfielder. So um, if that doesn't spell uh, thunder and lightning, I don't know what does. So these guys all are living in the city, or they're all kind of. I mean, obviously, Keto grew up here. Some of these guys, they all grew up around here. Um, they're they all fit the philosophy. They all have ties to Minnesota, whether it be they moved here to play and to go to school or they started here and went elsewhere. So um, still true to our philosophy of having homegrown talent, um, even though Tom and Sean being at St. Scholastica aren't technically homegrown, they they are from Minnesota and currently live here. So Joey, Tom, and Sean will be coming from the Duluth Superior area. Probably not going to be able to make every single training session, but we're working out with kind of the mandatories about having them in the mix and, and what they can and can't do. That's a lot of travel for you know, six training sessions in a game. So we have to kind of manage that properly, but we'll set the expectations with those guys and they're all good at soccer. So, um, we'll, we'll work and do our best to make sure that we can, we can, um, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt as well as, um, them knowing what their expectations are to to make the final roster. So John, John, I heard a rumor and, uh, by that, I mean, you sent me a preliminary roster and there were some familiar, your names on it, man, and uh, it looks like, if I'm not crazy, are we poaching some players for, from the reserves to play with us? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say we're poaching. That kind of has negative connotations. Um, they are not doing what we're doing, and be, um, the guys the reserves who are not going to enter into this tournament. No, they're not, and their playing days within the, the system are pretty much over um, as far as competitive matches. Yeah. So, I mean, some guys I think are going to be hanging around. The guys that are at least in town that aren't going back home or elsewhere this, um, you know, this fall. Um, but they they have the opportunity to join us for this. And more soccer is better soccer, right? So yeah, yeah, totally. So might as well, you know, knock on some of the doors and 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 ring some of the phone numbers that we had from guys that were in the mix with us, who maybe went and played with United Reserves because it's more of a pathway to professional soccer being tied to a professional organization, mm-hmm. whereas we are not. Um, so the uh, the sales pitch was real easy for these guys. Hey, man, we're thinking about putting a, a U.S. Open Cup qualifying team together. Are you interested? And there was no hesitation other than, yes, when does it start and what do I have to do? So. Cool. Um, which is great. So the some of these names you're, are going to sound real familiar to those those of you who listen to the show. So first off, being Brian Chapman, who hey, who, all right. who started out with us in um, the beginning of the season, um, and uh, you know chips didn't fall his way with City, but yeah, no hard feelings. It was a matter of playing time. It sounded like for him, right? Yeah, matter of playing time, where he went to the reserves, was able to start games and, and get that valuable playing time as he's still trying to be a professional soccer player um, mm-hmm. in the, the formidable years that he has left to try to do that. Mm-hmm. So Brian Chapman, one of the guys we're bringing in, some of these guys that we, we brought in um, were referrals through him. So it was great to find another trusted soul out there with soccer skills that we could we could put on the roster and just happened to be in that he played for the reserves. Um, the other the other um, two guys next would be Abai Habat, who was a winger um, out of Hamlin University, who 
started with us in in training and again kind of that pathway to pro soccer just chose um you know he i th- i i believe you know I, I wasn't the one who had the final uh, say on selections but i believe he was definitely in the mix and would have been on our team if he had chosen to 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 go with us um the other is miles stockman willis who's an outside back slash winger who uh, again another guy who wanted to you know to to try to play pro soccer while he has the opportunity so um, he's in the mix. And then Martin Brown, who um, is the older brother of Whitney Brown, who we've talked about. Who Yeah, Whitney is a deadly attacker. Mm-hmm. And some say that Martin is actually um, a little bit more seasoned and, and a little bit better of an attacking player. Not an all-out forward, but if you've, if you've listened to who we talked about, we already have a Tim Willis. We already have someone that we might be able to bring in, and Landy Matson who can play up there. And then we have Keto who goes by KP, um, a lethal striker who plays professional soccer. So that all-out attacker, um, striker, we, we have a few of those guys already. So bringing in Martin Brown as more of a, a underneath attacking center midfielder um, who can partner with a guy like Wexler um, is, yeah. is a great addition. So that kind of rounds out what we, what we have here. So, so that's, I mean, not quite the Minneapolis city that we're used to seeing. I think once we get to know these guys, uh, leading up to the to the tournament, I think they'll be just as good, right? It's going to be sort of like uh, you know the uncanny X Men coming to the rescue or coming into the, coming into the uh, coming into the scene when the X Men were stuck. I mean, we don't gonna, know what I'm talking about I mean, at all. We went to a whole other level of oh, nerd. Oh my God, John! It's a whole <laughs> like you know Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast. They're out of the game. They get captured. So what? Who comes? Who shows up? Uh, Wolverine, right? Uh, Nightcrawler, Colossus, dudes you dudes you know and love to this day. <laughs> and I feel like that's exactly what's going to be happening with this uh, with this Minneapolis City tournament team. I'm really excited to see to see how you can uh, hone this fighting force to the to the sharpest point. So I don't think I'm alone in knowing that you were speaking English there for like three four minutes. I understand the words you were saying, but I don't know oh, what you come were on. saying. <laughs> you'll, you'll see. We'll get some great Twitter reaction from the uncanny X-Men versus classic X-Men metaphor. Uh, I'm sure we will, but I'm not <laughs> in that camp of understanding a word you just said. Um, but if I think I know a little bit, I, I believe you're correct. This is truly a tournament team. Um, there are some of these guys here that, are, that may continue to play with Minnesota United Reserves next season for the PLA. Maybe want to get in the mix and try out for for our team. There's a mixture of guys who are going to be just men's league players for Stegmans. There's a mix of guys that we're going to have back or invite back that were with City. And then there's a, a small contingent of like really quality players that um, whether they're they're done with with eligibility um, for the the college ranks um, or they're men's league players who just didn't have the opportunity to try out. So it'll be a little bit of a you know. All hands on deck. Let's let's throw on the 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 white homes or the pink aways, maybe even the throw the faubacks, and let's get after it. You know, got it for cup ties, right? Right, the cup the cup jerseys. I think that the the thing to stress here to the people listening is that this this is different than what we 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 did this summer, and the citizens are already notified. The the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go nerd on you right now. The bat signal has been. <laughs> yes, shined throughout the city. You the know, crow the, signal. The crow signal has been has been uh, has been dawned throughout the the skyline of Minneapolis, and we're gonna have a group of of supporters who are both willing to travel and willing to support this because it is part of city. So it it is different that we have some some different players in the mix. We still held true to the fact that we wanted to have Minnesota um, born or Minnesota residents playing. Um, keeping it local, but we have to really build a style and we don't have a lot of time to identify that. So we're going to have to take these guys in. We know some of them, some of them we don't know um, and, and put the chess pieces on the board. That's going to try to get us to the next levels of this tournament. And you know what? The, the, the other side of the coin, uh, you know, I'll, I'll quote our friend, coach Jeremy, that soccer is weird and there might be an t- opportunity for us to advance and there might be the, the case where we're one and done. But we're going to try. Yeah. That's all we can do. I think from looking at a lot of the uh, – from looking at the website, the U.S. soccer – web or the soccer website 
um, that op- that the U.S. Open Cup uh, website, the U.S. Open Cup website, yeah, the the Lamar Hunt website. It seems like these teams that we're going to play are going to run the gamut from. Uh, I've just got a bunch of bros outside of Indianapolis, and we're gonna we're gonna get a team together, and we're gonna enter a, we're gonna enter in this tournament all the way up to teams like uh, you know the United or someone even someone that we might that maybe be a step lower that has to kind of enter into this tournament to play in. You know, so we could you know it's kind of we're rolling the die here, right? We could be paired up against some some guys from middle of nowhere in Nebraska, or we could get paired up against a, a serious team from, um, you know, from Kansas City or Wichita. You know, everybody has to um, put an application in, so you have to be selected. So maybe the, the opportunity for us to play against a random group of friends is a little, That's bit, gone. It's a little bit lower. Yeah. We would have had to be playing in a Division One men's amateur league. Okay. So each of these teams are at least somewhat established competitively in their region. Yeah, like I know one team um, in particular, um, you know, the the team out of Ann Arbor who was in the PLA in the in the inaugural year, they've entered a team in. So and they, I believe, either won the Midwestern division of the MPSL or they were at least in the final against. Um, uh, uh, I believe it's AC Cleveland. The team out of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so those type of teams are in it. Um, you know, you could see someone like pop up like maybe the Minnesota Twin Stars who played in the APL um, and yeah. in, in the MPSL. You could you could see that, but you're you know we're not gonna like we said before we're not gonna run into a buzzsaw that is you know <laughs> the Seattle Sounders or Portland. <laughs> not you know, yet. We're not, not yet. gonna run into that yet. Um, yep. So you know, I think one of the things to mention too is that. In the previous years of, of this tournament, and you know, there's many of them, um, we talked about um, earlier on in this podcast about the potential of maybe entering the U.S. Open Cup, and we talked about the U.S. Open Cup that was going on, um, you know, and the, and the the teams that we played against, like Des Moines Menace, um, you know, they I believe got an automatic bid, so we wouldn't see someone like that this round. But so Eric Winalda, whose name rings a bell throughout, you know, soccer fans in the U.S., put together a team of uh, a, kind of an all-star team from California, I believe, um, three, four years ago that made a real deep run um, but started out in this type of format and went all the way through losing to Seattle in the deep, deep regions of this tournament. So it's not to say that we can't do it. Um, we just might have a little bit tough go, and then you know we'll we'll, we'll see. We're you're, you're right. We're rolling the dice. We're we're, we're going to have the old uh, the old college try without college players. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I mean, the Open Cup draw is next Monday, right? The fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Correct. And we're going to be picking our final roster in response to that draw. So we're going to be seeing you, the listener, again in two weeks to talk more mini. Minneapolis City. So the draw being next Monday, roster building the week, the the next week, um, and then we're going to be talking about that. So we're going to talk final roster. We're going to scout the opposing team, and we're going to get fucking pumped, <laughs> right? For whenever and wherever this first game may be, as long as the soccer gods are going to give it, John, we will take it, and we will turn out some fresh takes. Yes, we will. And extra soccer gives us extra time. So uh, time to thank Summit, that is, and remind you all about their Backyard Bash, Saturday, September 10th. Uh, Bob Mould is going to be headlining this show, and it's going to have Bully. Bully will be there. Dem Atlas is going to be there, and Bad Bad Hats, who I love. So if you're going to know, if you're the kind of person that knows who those people are, uh, you should totally go to the show. Uh, I want to rock with you. So go to, go to summitbrewing.com for tickets and for more information. And so many, get a hold of us. So what? many mom jeans. So many mom jeans. There might be a lot of hipster mom jeans there. There might be actual moms because Bob Mould is, Bob Mould's been around for a while. And the last time I saw Bob Mould, he rocked those moms so hard they just were, they couldn't hold in their farts. (laughs) So if you want to get a hold of of us, me and John, you can uh, email us at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure you're going to have tons of questions about this upcoming tournament. Uh, You can tweet at us. Tweet at the club at MPLS City SC. You can tweet at John at Johnny Business with uh, two N's, two Z's, and two S's. And then uh, also you can tweet at me at Nexinate. 
hit us up. Let us know what things city or soccer related you want to hear about. Uh, but until then, that's all. And as usual, I am Nate. And I am John. And we're going to allow Go Get em Tiger to grace your eardrums one more time for good measure. Guess what tune we play? Yes, folks. See ya. <laughs>